Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. On draft night, Damian Lillard's future did not become all that much clearer, but will it now in the coming days? It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Did the Warriors championship window just stay open with their trade of Jordan Poole? fixing their chemistry if Draymond comes back and adding a piece like CP3 to be a backup point guard. That is on the way, and is Lillard in a position now after the Portland Trailblazers drafted Scoot Henderson that he has to go? And the answer to that is simply yes. First of all, here is Joe Cronin, the Blazers' GM, on the decision to draft Scoot Henderson. I would say we made the biggest move possible by drafting Scoot Henderson. He's going to be better than any player that would maybe be perceived as that big move. And then you start factoring in the other things that matter in this league, the salary cap, you know, him on a rookie scale. That allows us to build a lot more depth than we would have been able to otherwise. What he is telling you that is is simply if we were to trade for Zion Williamson to try to get into the three pick uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans, if we were willing to trade him for anybody else, it was going to kill us in the salary cap, and that's not what we're interested in doing right now. But that also should indicate that it is time further to move on from Dame Lillard and start to accommodate him for what he wants. Part of it for me has always been that I don't know that Dame Lillard wants to be the bad guy here. I really don't. I feel like Dame has built this relationship with the city of Portland, and while he has been honest about his desire to play for a champion, he's never come out and said, I want out. I think the Warriors, or rather the the Blazers, have to do that for him, so to speak. He doesn't want to publicly say it, and I get it, but the problem here is, Dame, nobody's going to blame you. Is anybody in Portland for everything Lillard has meant up there going to blame him at his age of, what, 33 years old, of wanting to go somewhere else to try to win a title when the Warriors are just not, or when the Warriors, I keep saying that, when the Trailblazers are just not that close? I don't think they will. I don't think they will in the least. He will forever be beloved in that town. Outside of Bill Walton in his prime, he may be the best player. Well, Clyde too, but he's put it this way. He's one of the top three players in the history of the organization. Clyde's probably number one, Walton two, and him three. But Walton had a much shorter period because of the injuries. But the point is simply this. Nobody's forgetting about Dame, and nobody's getting angry at Dame for forcing his way out of town in this particular situation. There are other times where that happens. This is not one of them. For Portland's sake, they need to move on from Dame. 
because this is an exceptionally tradable asset. This is somebody that can get you an awful lot in return. And the Miami Heat have the draft picks. They have Tyler Hero if they have an interest in, uh, you know, a young player who does make a decent amount of money, but not anything that you would consider unmanageable, especially when there is a floor now that has to be reached when it comes to NBA salaries. It's not just a cap, but there is a floor as well in the new collective bargaining agreement. You got to pay somebody. And with that being the case, why not just make it him? Why not? Make it somebody else who's a, a younger player who may be able to help you down the line like a Tyler Hero as opposed to Dame. Do the right thing by each other here. As far as the Sixers are concerned, if you are hoping to get Dame Lillard to Philadelphia, boy, that's going to be awfully difficult. And Cam, I want to bring you in on this as a Sixers fan. What I have been really thrown off by is the Sixers' willingness right now to stick with the status quo and do everything they can to keep James Harden in Philadelphia where they don't have any interest in going and signing Fred Van Vliet and they don't seemingly have any interest or, or, or the ability, rather, to get Dame Lillard. Yeah, I think we talked about this a couple of days ago, and I, I stand by what I said then, which is that I believe their big move this offseason was getting Nick Nurse as the head coach. They felt like Doc wasn't the right guy to run that. Whether that's true or not, I don't think he is entirely to blame at all for what happened at the end of that postseason series because we've seen you know a different coach with Joel Embiid at the very least fall apart in other postseason series. So I think their big move, and now that they're looking to get Harden back, was to bring Nick Nurse in. They feel like he's a better guy to run the organization, has had more championship success recently. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're going to make that big splash. I think that was their big splash. Yeah, I agree. And it feels like that's not a championship formula. And it feels like that is wasting the prime years of Joel Embiid. Unless, and I love Nick Nurse as a coach, but unless he can really change the dynamic there, I, I think they are they are missing out on a huge huge opportunity then other story of last night cp3 getting traded uh after he got traded to washington in the phoenix deal for bradley beal he turns around and he gets traded out to the golden state warriors in exchange for jordan Poole. and right now he has been on the job for about five days give mike dunleavy jr the executive of the year Here's Woj on CP3 and this aspect of the deal, what his role will be in Golden State. And Chris Paul, you are not asking him to carry a significant big role. There's plenty of great guard play here, but certainly the role he could play could be significant as they try to get back into championship contention. And, you know, Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Joe Lacob, their owner, they've talked about wanting to still compete, but also the reality with this new salary cap, Four years, $140 million, now off the books in Golden State. He's going to be a backup point guard and play 15, 20 minutes a night, and that's awesome because we all know CP3 is going to get hurt, and we can count on that happening, and he's going to miss 15 games. You just hope that it's not during the postseason. So that will all keep him very fresh, And while there have been issues between him and the Warriors before, you know, apparently I heard on the 
Hoop Collective podcast this morning, and I was unaware of this, a few years back when Paul was playing for the Rockets and the Warriors, who had already won championships, came through and beat the Rockets in a playoff series in Game 6, are all yelling as they're going toward the locker room, their own locker room, yelling down toward the Houston locker room, blank Chris Paul, blank Chris Paul. So are there fences to be mended there? Yeah, maybe, but they will. The bigger story is getting rid of that contract. And not just the money being gone, but Jordan Poole and Draymond Green were not going to coexist. And you saw the effect that the fight at the beginning of the year had on Jordan Poole. And you might say, well, that was all Draymond's fault. He's the one who punched him. He's the one who should go. No, 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 no. Who's won the championships? Who's going to win that struggle for power? It's Draymond Green. And if they want Draymond back, they made sure, they made sure that Jordan Poole was going to be gone. I'll tell you. I, and again, a situation where Washington has to pay somebody because there is going to be a salary floor. It may as well be a young player who they still feel pretty good about in his ability to get past what happened last year. A brilliant, brilliant move by Mike Dunleavy Jr. So with this, have the Warriors revived their dynasty? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let us hit some calls. We'll check in with Preston up first on ESPN Radio. Preston, what do you got, buddy boy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, how you doing? I'm doing good. So, talking about the uh, whole Chris Paul thing, I think it is a terrible fit. Um, I think that Chris Paul should have demanded to go somewhere else. I know he had didn't really have much to say, but I really thought he was going to get bought up by the war, I mean, the Wizards and go to the Clippers. I thought that was a reunion bound to happen. Um, I just don't see this working out. I see them being too small, especially with the Nuggets playing big ball now. Um, I just don't see this working out for a championship aspect. Um I just don't see it working. Then you guys take my call. I understand what you're saying. Chris Paul's not the part of it that you really have to worry about. It's that when Steve Kerr at the end of the season addressed the media, one of the first things he said was, yeah, that fight at the beginning of the year between Poole and Draymond was a major issue for our chemistry all season long. And they just fixed it. They just fixed it. I have to believe that's going to have a big role on a team that has won championships and understands what's it all, what it's all about. To me, that window that was just about shut, hmm, maybe a crack it back open a little bit. Tim, next on ESPN Radio. Tim, what say you, brother? Chris, really bad move for the Warriors. Chris Paul's a cancer everywhere he's been, any team he's been on. He goes to a team, first year is good. The second year, he starts pulling the I'm the president of the Players Union stuff. There's always stuff in the background that goes bad. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for the Draymond, giving him this is how we do it here speech. He'll probably punch Chris Paul right there. Well, listen, if Chris Paul doesn't buy in, he's not going to win a championship. Let's talk about this from his perspective. This is it, bro. You, you just got a golden ticket, okay? You got the entirety of your salary for this year guaranteed. Whereas it wasn't basically five days ago. And now 
Instead of getting 15.8, you're getting $31 million, and you're going to Golden State for the season. You want to call him a ring chaser? Well, he got traded there. I'm not going to do that. But the opportunity is greater than it ever has been before, and I understand what I'm saying. This will be Chris Paul's greatest opportunity to win a championship. And whatever they need you to do, they need you to carry the towels in the water. That's what you do. As a backup point guard to play 15, 20 minutes a night, you got it. I'm on board, Steve Kerr. I keep thinking, ever since this trade happened, about that video of Steve Kerr kind of laughing with Chris Paul as they're playing each other, and Paul's walking off the court laughing, looking at Kerr, and then he just turns his head, no smile, and if, as if to say, screw that guy. Yeah, I'll let him play along, but no. Well, we'll see how this all plays out now. I don't expect Chris Paul to be a major problem for the Golden State Warriors because if he is, they'll get rid of him. They'll wave him. They'll suck up the money, and they will wave him during the season if they have to. Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Up next, college bowling. I'm not joking. You are going to want to hear this story. It's nuts, including some of the craziest quotes you have ever heard. And we're able to tie in George Costanza. It's all there next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance in for Greeny today. There was just one of the craziest, craziest stories I have ever seen earlier this week from Stephen F. Austin. The college, the state university, had an assistant bowling coach named Steve Lemke, okay? He has resigned and chose to do it rather than be fired after the university discovered that he had an affair with a student athlete. Okay, that's, you know, not making fun of that part of it. He was married 
to the head coach, Amber Lemke. And so a newspaper nearby contacted Stephen Lemke and got the following comments on this, keeping in mind that he was having an affair with a student athlete. This was the quote to the newspaper. I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. Great opener. Really good way to start. There's not a law saying I'm going to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code, like we frown upon it. But there's no rule. There's no law broken. He's not done. Here's where the bitterness comes. I was the stay-at-home dad for five years with the kids while Amber got to go off and coach the team, and when she'd get back, I'd run practices on top of taking care of the kids while she was back. When they'd travel again, I would sit back and take care of the kids. Then when I got hired on, she almost forced me to run practices. I was a volunteer the entire time before that, trying to help out Amber. Once I got hired on, one thing stemmed from another. I felt like I was doing too much for what I was being valued at. <laughs> so let's, let's be clear about this. You decided to start having an affair with a student athlete because you weren't getting paid enough for the work that you were doing as an assistant bowling coach. What do you think the entire budget is for the bowling program at Stephen F. Austin University? It's enough to have two coaches at least. Apparently. And it's cool if they're married. And then you're going to have, Cam, an affair with a student athlete. And basically, you give the George Costanza when he was asked about sleeping with the cleaning woman in Seinfeld. Was that wrong? (laughs) Should I not have done that? I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon... (laughs) You know, because I've worked in a lot of offices and (laughs) I tell you, people do that all the time. Like, almost literally the same words. Like, I guess we frown upon it. Is that wrong? Was I wrong? There's no law. Oh, my God. Steve Lemke, that is amazing. Those quotes are absolutely amazing. There are idiots all over the place in this country, and then there are the Hall of Famers. And then there's the inner circle of the Hall of Famers. Cam, Cam, he's inner circle right there. He's inner circle, and I'd like to add my favorite part of this entire story. Big shout out to Nathan Haig of the Lufkin Daily News who wrote an article on this. Here's the headline. Spare relationship causes awkward split. (laughs) That guy's getting a raise. Nathan Haig, take the rest of the day off. Seriously. Take the rest of the week off. That is an amazing, amazing headline. With all the stories in the world of sports. And there's so much more to go. It's time to find out if Carlin is in or out. Are you in or are you out? This is Carl in or Carl out on Canty and Carlin. You're damn right it is. We're, I'm in for Greeny today. I'm used to saying we're in for Greeny. Canty is here in spirit, but 
Otherwise, he's in California for the week, but we will have him back next week. Cam is here to host a little solo edition here of Carlin or Carl Out. Cam, have the floor. All right, we're going NFL edition here. We're going to run through these fairly quickly. How about TJ Edwards, the new Bears linebacker coming over from the Eagles? Here's him talking about Justin Fields and his former quarterback, Jalen Hurts. The one thing with Jalen was he was always just kind of calm and, and collected. And, you know, that's why we, we looked to him, you know, so much. Just, you know, he's always that calming factor. And you, you see, you do see similarities with um, Jay Fields. You know, he doesn't seem to, to get rattled out there in terms of when we're mixing up looks on him and stuff like that. And, you know, just from what I've seen with my, you know, first year being him, I mean, him just, just throwing the ball. It's, dude's got such a strong arm and he can, you know, he's been, he's been very accurate just about this entire, you know, OTA minicamp. So it's exciting to see. Are you Carlin or Carl out on Justin Fields making a Jalen Hurts type jump? Oh, I'm Carlin. I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. And this is a major, major jump. There's no getting around it, but I think it's absolutely possible. One of my early prior to training camp hot takes for the season, hot predictions for the season, Justin Fields will be discussed, will be in the mix for the MVP this year. I absolutely believe that. I don't think he gets enough credit for how well he throws the football. He's got a lot more to work with right now. He's an exciting player. I love Justin Fields. The Bears may not win enough games for him really to have a legitimate chance at it, but put it this way. He's going to be in the discussion among the five players for that award and at some point will win an MVP. All right. Demarcus Lawrence. Cowboys defensive end talking about the gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles. A lot of people think Eagles are the best in the NFC by wide margin. Not so fast as Demarcus Lawrence. You know, I don't feel like it's a huge gap at all. Um, I feel like it comes down to, you know, certain details of not just the scheme, but also of, you know, of your locker room. You know, I feel like, you know, through this time right now, uh, when we headed the training camp that, you know, uh, we made those adjustments. We learned those different things that we need to learn about our teammates so we can, you know, uh, fully function uh, the way we, we should out there on the field. Are you Carlin or Carl out on the gap not being that wide between the Eagles and Cowboys? I am Carl out. I am Carl out. The gap between the Eagles and Cowboys is sizable. I would say it is a three to four game gap. I think at this point, the Cowboys are a team that should be better, but they are not going to be as good as the Philadelphia Eagles, assuming Philadelphia stays healthy. I love everything that's going on there. I understand they have two new coordinators, and that's going to be an adjustment period. I am not worried about the Eagles in the least because they have enough veterans on that team who have been there before, and the Cowboys, well... We get to suck on that. Exactly. That's going to be a rough one for Jerry Jones and company. Canty has them not making the playoffs this year. That's even rougher. Next! All right, last one. How about Travis Kelsey responding to Jamar Chase's comments about Patrick who? on the New Heights podcast with his brother, Jason. Shout out to Jamar Chase for, you know, holding it down for his QB, but <laughs> don't you ever disrespect Pat Mahomes now. If you want to talk your shit, talk your shit. Just better back it up. Carlin, are you Carlin or Carl out on Chiefs-Bengals being the best rivalry in the NFL right now? Yeah, we're getting there. We're absolutely getting there. Uh, I, I think it's phenomenal. Um, Jamar Chase, I mean, Travis Kelsey's right. I mean, keep Patrick Mahomes' name out your mouth. But Jamar Chase is going to be the best receiver in the league this season. Uh, I think he's going to be better 
than Justin Jefferson this year. I love everything about him, but in this case, maybe I lay low on calling out a guy that's already won two Super Bowls and is by far the best quarterback in the league. Now, the Bengals have a lot to feel good about, but until you get over the hump against Kansas City, even though they've beaten them in Kansas City before, until you get over the hump and you win a championship, mm, save it. Not worth your time and not worth poking the bear on the other side. Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into an interleague battle Sunday night. Dodgers hosting the Astros. Coverage of Sunday night baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and 7 p.m. on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. I am in awe of this woman. Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. We're just talking during the break. Taylor Swift just put out what looks like her South American, European world tour that is going beyond this. And she still has her U.S. tour the remainder of the summer with Minneapolis, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Denver, uh, Seattle, then Santa Clara into L.A., right? So there's plenty there to begin with. And that's through the end of August. She picks up right away or through early August. She takes like a week off. Then it's Mexico City. It's Buenos Aires. She takes a couple of months off after Mexico City until November. But from November until the following August, she is in South America, all over Asia, Australia, Europe, every place you could possibly go, and she wraps it up in London. I mean, this is absurd. And she's doing like three-and-a-half-hour shows. I Now, look. I'm, I'm, you know, I wouldn't call myself a Swifty. I enjoy her music. I don't know every last word of every single song. I know like four songs. But Cam, I mean, three hours and 15 minutes every night, doing it three times a week, uh, right back to back to back, and then taking a couple of days off before you're right back at it. How, how, how is she doing this? I don't know. And Carlin, we were talking about this the other day, and we also early in the show talked about the big splash that the Sixers need to make. Yeah. I think what they need to do is hire Taylor Swift's strength and conditioning coach Can so that Joel kidding. Embiid and James Harden don't get injured anymore. Can you imagine what the stretching routine is like? It's incredible. She it- does three-hour shows dancing all over the stage for nights and nights and nights in a row. 82 games in an NBA season. Come on. Here's what I really respect. Okay, listen, you got the Swifties. They're going to go nuts. They're going to love her, the whole thing. She can't do a damn thing wrong, right? What's very clear whenever you see these videos on Instagram or TikTok or anything anything else, 
She doesn't take a night off. She doesn't take a minute off in the show. She gives you everything she's got. Not a load manager, Taylor Swift. No, no. And there are some performers who have always been like that. But we also know performers who will give you what they have to give you and then get out. You know, Springsteen has always been that way. I'm going to give you everything I got. Sometimes it went just absurdly too far. Uh, I've seen Bruce probably... 25 times he's gotten enough of my money i'm i'm done with him for now it's not that i don't like him it's just i've paid enough to see him 25 is a lot yeah it it is it's an aggressive amount uh but it was mostly i would say from the early 90s all the way through uh his last tour when he went like four hours and at the end of the night you're just like oh you're gonna keep going like let's wrap this up bruce come on I don't need a B-side from Darlington County. Let's go. I mean, geez, I want to get home. And if I want to get home and you're nearly 70 years old, you got to want to get home. But I respect that. I, I went to another, I saw Huey Lewis one time, okay? My wife loves Huey Lewis, loves Huey Lewis. And I know he's got his hearing problems now, and I, I feel awful for him. And, and he's got a spot in American culture, for sure. But Huey Lewis is playing at this theater in Montclair, New Jersey. And he comes out, and this is 10 years ago. It's a seven 800-seat theater, so you think it's going to be cool to really see him up close. He comes out, and the first thing he does is he plays five new songs. In a row. You've never heard. But you got to give me something early to get me into this, right? At least one in the first three songs where I'm actually going to get fired up for the show. Didn't happen. At the end of the show, what is Huey Lewis's big song? It's Power of Love, right? It's Power of Love, Back to the Future, all of that. He gets up on the microphone and he says... Well, we come to the time of the night where we play the song that everybody wants to hear. And um, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we started playing this song back in the 80s and uh, never really, you can keep playing it, never really thought like it was going to turn into what it is. But here we are and let's play it. There was so much resentment in his voice of people just wanting to hear Power of Love. He's got other hits. People want to hear those too. But dude, like, I've never understood that. Lean into it. You have struck gold at least once. Lightning does not strike for everybody. And I can imagine that it gets tiring. You think it doesn't get tiring for Taylor Swift to play a 10-minute version of All Too Well a hundred times over the course of this tour that is just endless? Of course it does. But people want it. Respect them. They're paying you. It drove me absolutely insane. Drove me absolutely nuts. You're there. Just do it. That's what they want. You have no problem cashing the checks. And the performance, I have to tell you, at best, half-assed. Half-assed. Really disappointing. As you can tell, I have opinions on this.
All right, it is about that time. We have no Bubba this week. So this might be a little bit awkward, but we're going to do it anyway, without the captain, without our big toe. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, we do it weekly. Cam, is it going to be you or Mikey C to host Who You Got? I'm going to host it, but we are starting with an impromptu uh, Mikey C question. So Mikey C has an announcement to make about uh, uh, his participation in intramural softball. Okay. Well, see, I've been talking with my camp a lot lately, and we had a game yesterday, and basically, to put it bluntly, I can't field anymore, I can't hit, I can't run. I'm like a 5-2 list player right now. <laughs> So I think I'm announcing that there will be an announcement coming shortly regarding my retirement status from ESPN Softball. So what you're telling us is, are, are you going to put out an official statement? Yes. Or is this it? No, no, well, I didn't want to waste it on this show. Oh, you know, I'll wow. save it for something big. <laughs> He's going to say it on Margaret and McGee tomorrow. Yeah, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So stick around if yeah. you want to Make hear. sure we get that in with Feinbaum later. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> So an announcement will become will be forthcoming. All right. Oh wow! Let's get things going here. So uh, a contestant on the Price Is Right, Carlin. I don't know if you saw. Yeah. Separated his shoulder when celebrating after uh, I forget what game he won, but who you got as your dumbest injury that you've ever had? There's a couple. I've had a couple of really dumb injuries. Uh, one was just a few weeks ago. I woke up in the morning with a pulled hamstring that I did not have the night before. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, completely woke up and all day was limping around with a pulled hamstring. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Uh, I would say the other one was playing in a softball game five, six years ago, and I was playing first base. Rick DiPietro from 98.7 in New York was playing shortstop. He's trying to turn a double play rather aggressively. And he turns and fires it second, guns it right into the dirt, and screams, Pick that, Garland! And I didn't quite pick it. It hit right on the base of my thumb. I tore two thumb ligaments, and I was in a cast for like five days because of it. That's pretty dumb. What about you, Cam? When I was a kid, I, I, my family had like one of those giant abacuses fell over and like hit my nose on an abacus which is super random and then when i was in fourth grade i was on the bus and it went over the curb and i slammed my head on the divider between the windows and cut my head open on on a bus window that, that was unfortunate well, that, that but also more scary than anything it I was mean, scary but like driver yeah it and it was uh it was more scary than anything but also when you tell people i hit my head on a bus window and it split open like they're like how the heck did that happen so <laughs> that's uh that's one of mine all right next carlin Yesterday was National Chocolate Eclair Day. <laughs> so this might be a pretty straightforward answer, but who you got as your favorite dessert? Yeah, I mean, listen, my favorite dessert overall is just a, a, two things. Number one, creme brulee or 1A, chocolate cake. Chocolate, chocolate cake. Not even fudge chocolate cake, just chocolate cake, chocolate icing, uh, the chocolate eclair is solid. The chocolate eclair good humor bar is amazing. And with the discontinuation of the toasted almond, as we have discussed, I am, I could not be more happy that perhaps the chocolate eclair 
will now get the recognition it deserves as an amazing good humor option. If you had to compare the chocolate eclair to a sports player, so much talent doesn't get the recognition, can you think of someone? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, maybe ponder that for next week. Yeah, I would still, like, is Jalen Hurts getting his recognition? I think so. He was yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. I'll come up with somebody. 39 years ago Sunday, Prince released his sixth studio album, Purple Rain. Who you got as your favorite Prince song? I would say When Doves Cry. That's, that's up there. Uh, Purple Rain's up there, too. I enjoy seeing people do the karaoke of Purple Rain. I, I, if, I've never actually done karaoke in my life, but I've seen other wow. people. Never done it. I don't know why. No particular reason. I would do when Doves Cry might be my go-to there. Either that or it's Rain and Men. Yeah. I like, uh, I'm a big 1999 guy. Like okay. That. Let's go with one more. Today is National Hydration Day. Mm. Who you got as your favorite beverage? I, I've become a big water guy, and that's such. Oh my that's god! So me too, me. but it's so unlike me. I, I'm a Coca-Cola guy. Mikey I, C didn't drink water for like the first forty years of his life. I have a weird thing where my body doesn't absorb water like the normal person it's because it's not <laughs> used to absorbing water. <laughs> It just goes right through me. So for it turn some out reason. like your blood is like cherry coke. <laughs> Pretty much, it was for a while. It's monster. Yeah, I, I, it's monster. Oh my god! I no, I cherry coke. I would say is my favorite soda by far. Uh, Coca Cola, and then just honestly, a good beer. I'm good to go. But I've become, you know, this health conscious stuff. I mean, honestly, hydration. Let's call it what it is. What a bunch of crap. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.